Episode of Bobcast. With you as always is Bob, sitting in the lounge, staring at the Ouija board. Sitting next to me in the brand new, improved lounge is Mickey from the band Pocket Dial. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Bobcast. How you doing out there? So how you feeling this evening here in the lounge? I feel like I totally pocket dialed everybody I know tonight, and they just experienced a great, great, great occurrence. <laughs> so, what type of occurrence are you uh, trying to describe? Are you talking about the fact that we got two new songs, two redial mixes right now? Yeah, let me reiterate. It was really great. Yeah, I'm really excited about the new pocket dial landscape we're currently carving in stone. Yeah, we also have some big news here on the Bobcast. December the 26th, Boxing Day. Redial. At the Grape Room. Live with Pocket Dial. Opening up for us is uh, my good friend Chris Wood's solo venture. Gorgeous Porch. So basically, yeah, we, uh, we want to get the word out there. We got a Facebook invite going. It's going to be a great time. The, the first show you can watch, if you just scroll down a little bit below, you can see video, you can listen to the album that we uh, put out that night. It was just fantastic. Yeah, I got to say, we had a really great time at the launch party. If you remember the launch party, it was just a great night, a lot of prizes, a lot of Ouija board offerings, and a lot of hoagies, and a lot of soda, and a lot of fun. And if you want to redial that phone fun number... What you got to do is get down to the Grape Street, December 26, for the redial, my pocket dial. <laughs> we are going to jam on it so hard. Totally cracking. Oh, this is what Bobcast is all about. That's what we do with the Bobcast. So yeah, we got a, a show. We want you to come out. It's going to be great. For those of you who came the first time, please come again. We uh, are going to put on another spectacle of sorts. There will be no raffle this time, but there will be some sort of gifts. There will always be treasures. There will always be prizes at our shows, you know? Basically, that's what we're looking to get down with. Yeah, having a good time, having a party, and just playing the music. I'm the Mater D, a debauchery, and this is the B.O.B., the man with the plan. It is what it is. Yeah, my brother's name's Sam. Uh, basically, Chris Wood's music, uh, Gorgeous Porch, uh, how would you describe it? I would describe it as like a childhood memory drawn on paper and then taking a photograph of that drawing and then entering it into Photoshop and just, you know, exemplifying the art of the music of the song or the dance of the Christopher Woods prance. He's got it going on, man. 
I got a lot of nicknames for Chris Wood. Uh, shock, Bark, Claw, Claw, Malagna. Malagna! Back in the days of 2005, which is coming up, it's the 10 year anniversary of when uh, we lived out in LA. I don't know if you know that or not. California Dreaming. <laughs> what was that? Was the worst? Hold on, hold on, hold on. California Dreaming. Great. So, uh, basically, uh, my <laughs> my thoughts of Los Angeles. Oh, we're definitely having a good time here in the lounge. I guess we should get to some Bobcast topics. Yeah, let's pop dial it in. Let's pop culture dial real quick. Last night was the mid series finale for The Walking Dead. We are The Walking Dead. Previously on The Walking Dead. Spoilers. If you haven't seen this episode of The Walking Dead, you need to turn off right now. But basically, we want you to stick around and we'll, you know, we'll give you the, the whole kit and caboodle. The whole shebang. We'll get you. Beth is dead. Beth is gone. The way Beth died, I don't know. How do you feel about it? I feel a certain type of way, to be completely honest with you. I didn't want to see the character go, first of all. I didn't read the leak two weeks ago that you heard about that exposed her death as an upcoming event to finalize this mid-series season summer, whatever. And uh, I didn't like it. I don't want to watch a post-Beth The Walking Dead. So you were that attached to Beth? Like, you're not going to watch it because some some girl's dead? Nah, it's not so much about the character in specifically. It's just the whole rigmarole, the divert from the comic book, and I don't know, kind of kind of turned me off. Was Beth uh, different in the comic books? I don't remember Beth. I don't know. I, I All I know is Rick still has his hand in, like... It's just like, you know, I get it. Oh, spoilers there. Rick loses his hand in the books? Yeah, early in the uh, game. What's he, is he replaced it with anything? Like a chainsaw? Or a <laughs> I wish. Like Axel? Axe? Mm-hmm. Ash? Yeah, Rick Grimes again. Best scene. You missed it because you were watching it where? Where'd you go? What comic book store? I was at uh, Atomic Comics on South Street. What up, guys? So, uh, Rick Grimes r- rolling over Bob, knocking him down to the, the ground and perhaps breaking his back cutting his skull open, and then Rick executing him. It feels really surreal asking me, you this, uh, because I read the comic, I watch the book, but who's Bob? It's me. The Bobcast and The Walking Dead, in cohesion with each other. Yeah, it's some meta, meta B.O.B. So basically, the episode for me was probably about A-, minus. I guess. It wasn't perfect, but it did have some key moments. Uh, a question I have for you is, uh, what's Gabriel doing, the preacher dude? Why is he walking around? What, did he go to the school to have proof that Rick and all those people were justified in killing these people because they were zombie, or excuse me, cannibals? He just went down that little sewer, right, and, like, escaped, and uh, I don't know. I, mean, I just couldn't pay attention. I was kind of tired last night. I was, like, you know, falling asleep a little bit in the comic book store. Somebody I know who's a, a Bobcast listener uh, commented on the fact on, I think, Instagram that finally in The Walking Dead they had a, a baby backpack for uh, carrying around. What's the kid's name? Tyrese? No, not Tyrese. Carrying, Everybody Carl, hates Chris? Carl, uh, his little sister. Carl Jr.? What's <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> her name? Um, Man. Ass kicker, little ass kicker. All right, we'll take it. 
But yeah, uh, the whole scene with the police, I, I really, uh, that villain played by uh, that brunette actress, I thought she was great against Beth. But I never saw it coming that uh, Beth would get killed that way. Uh, something I need to mention on the Bobcast. About two weeks ago on one of my favorite websites, Collider.com, I had the mid-series finale spoiled with a tag at the bottom, excuse me, an advertisement that said, uh, not even spoiler, just straight up, Beth dies in the mid-series finale. And I was kind of disappointed. I knew for two weeks, but I didn't know how she was going to die. But there was a day and age when the internet put up spoiler warnings. Those are the days of yore, long gone. There is no hold barred on the internet anymore. The, the, the main stream media posts spoilers in their morning headlines now. It's just it's a complete farce. I don't get it. So do you think that the information that we're getting is correct? I question it all the time, but what I do remember is why I am kind of also done with The Walking Dead. And it's because that Daryl's character is straight looking like Rick's character from the book. And I feel like they're splitting up like the the male figure of Rick in the book into these two uh, different representations simultaneously. And it's just, I'm kind of, you know what I mean? It's not Rick and Daryl in the book, and I don't know. It's just weird. Is your feelings hurt? No, my interest is lost. Dude, my interest is peaked. We're having conflicting yeah. issues here on the Bobcast, The Walking Dead. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's crazy to think uh, when we were kids, there was no such thing as a mid-series finale, was there? It was such a ju- just things played forever, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, why do they even call it that? I just it's, I don't know. It's a cop out. It's a, it's a total marketing ploy to get you to come back. I do like how they. Are playing all of them? Did you this see weekend? the uh, the Better Call Saul promo with Mike? Were you like having a panic attack? Yeah. Were you? Why did you like it? Well, I'm, I've been promoting pretty hard for Better Call Saul. You know what I've been promoting real hard for? Well, well actually, I'm going to start promoting for it right now. You better call Saul Vickersburg. Oh, you better call Saul Vickersburg. That's right, folks. Listen in because he's back. <laughs> as soon as Saul on uh, AMC returns, you better call Saul Vickersburg. You better call Saul. It's just not fair. Basically, here we are in the lounge talking about The Walking Dead. Yeah, the show's over. Uh, I missed the the Talking Dead. I heard Beth, like, broke down. I was crying. I read on the internet, and uh, she said, it sucks. I lost my home. I lost my friends. And change sucks. I don't think change sucks, though, do you? It could have been an act. She's an actress. What other things are you watching on TV that have spiked your interest? A lot, and they all seem to resemble The Walking Dead with the Mexican standoffs now at the end. I think Homeland just did it with the exchange for... Is his name Saul in that show? Please tell me it's not Saul. No, it's not Saul. It's not Saul Vickersburg. It's Saul. Saul Vickersburg. Saul Vickersburg. <laughs> Saul Vickerstein, yeah, I, I think, straight maybe. love Homeland, though. You, I straight bored. love Homeland more, but like these shows are all mimicking each other now. I was very upset that Homeland was not on this week. But yes, I was elated to be able to watch The Walking Dead at an early time because I get... We should jumped. be watching Gotham tonight, but that's ended as well. <sighs> Gotham. You know what, though? We, we stopped bobcasting about it because it got corny Coburny. You know, like, it was just... It got Copernicus. Yeah, it was just bad. Bad, bad man. I mean, I there mean, was a few episodes. The Balloon Man. I like that one. There was one with uh, the Viper in the beginning that became the Venom. But Viper then was there, the was a, there was a few episodes in there just real stinkers, dude. And, like, the role of Har- Harvey Bullock, like... He was all over the place. He literally changed sides. Like it, it was almost like the writers were like, "Okay, the series is picked up. Let's get Harvey in there with Gordon." You know <laughs> no, I mean? no, like, that's not what happened. They that's had what shot that Harvey shit already. 
Nah, dude, I don't. I, I just didn't buy it. It happened so quickly. Hmm. Well, when are you gonna got... start boozing it up and getting drunk? Yeah, when's uh, all that good stuff gonna happen? I don't know. But I do know one thing. It's super crazy. <laughs> we got this new song coming out. Every day. Uh, for those in the Plymouth Meeting, Pennsylvania area, and those who are between the ages of, I guess, 32 and 36, do you remember the Supercade at the Plymouth Meeting Mall? The Supercade? Why, yes, I do remember that place. It's where I used to beat up all the nerds in Street Fighter 2 with my superior video game fighting style. Oh, you can. Yeah, the Supercade was, uh, I think it was at the entrance where Bertucci is. Yeah, Bertucci's, where that restaurant now is, is where the Supercade was. It was a dark corner of the alley. It stunk like cigarette smoke. Oh, yeah. And the lighting was dim, and it was the only arcade around in town. It was the first place to host Mortal Kombat and the whole multiplayer sensation, you know, type of thing that, you know, later became the X-Men games. Ooh. And uh, it was the first place I saw Dan Nero uh, do a finish move. And I thought that was the coolest thing in the world. That there was a move after you had already beaten your opponent to just, you know, strike him down more. To just finish him. And I concur. However, do you remember The Hungry Pilgrim? Oh, man, that's blowing my mind, dude. <laughs> yeah, you've heard it here live on the, <laughs> the, po- Hungry the podcast. Big shout-out to my cousin. He used to DJ at the Hungry Pilgrim oh, man, wait, back wait, in the day. Tell me exactly where the location was. It was Hungry. right across from the Supercade. Uh, that's right. The, I didn't have, like, an Amish green white yes. logo? Yes. 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 Dude, Red, white, stained memory. glass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there was also a Friendly's that was, like, on the other side of it. Drew Reed used yeah. to ga- gaze into the window booths and stare at people eat food in sixth grade. I saw a lot of fights at the Supercade when I was growing up. I saw oh, a yeah. Reed fight. That's where I met Evan Marchman. Evan Marchman, uh, I met there. Good meet. Yeah, a lot went down at the Supercade. So I wrote a song called Supercade, but Mickey came back with Super Crazy. Super Crazy. And basically, we're at a compromise for it, but uh, yeah, if you want to tune in and vote. The uh, spirit of the Supercade is heavily influential on the song itself. True. It's uh, a follow-up to the first song we ever wrote together, Donkey Dreams. It's the spiritual successor of that song, and it deals with, like, the... Such uh, success! <laughs> it deals with, like, the psychological aspects uh, that your brain goes through while you're playing video games, like the rapid-fire refluxes and, like, the synapses going crazy haywire. And it really puts you not necessarily in the game, mm-hmm. but it puts the game into your psyche, and it just cuts through the physical reality of life and like virtual it creates a virtual reality landscape of a video game metaphorically and like figure do you have figure Olivia figure Olivia really a Luton Newton John figuratively <laughs> can't do that figuratively Luton <laughs> Newton let me find something I think we just came to a realization about something the fact that we're both from country Hawken we can't say words that <laughs> <laughs> That's strange. <laughs> People hear it on the podcast all the time. I'll just let it roll. I won't edit it out no more. I'll be like, they know where I'm from, yeah. and that's how we talk. Definitely have a strange uh, There's no need for a demonstration. If you want, just rewind a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but here on the Bobcast, yeah. Can you believe it's December the 1st? Christmas is upon us. 2014's going out. It's 2015. We're ready to start. Redial. Launch party. 1226. Boxing day. Boxing day. Great room. Manny Young. Get it. Got it. So, yeah, any ideas of uh, what you want Santa Claus to bring you this year? If you got anything Spoiler right now, alert. Anything on the market, what would you want? Spoiler alert. 
Santa doesn't exist. Listen. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Listen to me real quick. I've seen him. We've entered the pagan hour here at the Bobcast, where pagan rituals are thrown around for our personal enjoyment. Just like in the movie Dragnet with Tom Hanks and Dan Aykroyd. Remember, <laughs> you remember when they go to the pagan thing and there's pills? And like, yeah. like, it's, like, it's, it's like, like the prequel to True Detective. Yeah, I love that uh, that movie. Recently, I watched The Burbs with my uh, wife. She never saw The Burbs. She hated it, but it doesn't really stand up anymore. Like, it's no Forrest Gump's. Do you think that uh, Forrest Gump's is uh, Tom Hanks' best movie? I, I mean, I'm a huge Tom Hanks guy. So Are you? It's not, I can't choose just once like that. I got one movie. I think it's better than Forrest Gump for me. As the rain comes down here on December the 1st, 2014, in the lounge. Castaway. You ever see Castaway? I saw that in the disco house. Mm. Alone in L.A. on a weekend, no friends in town, loneliest moment of my life. What's described to the Bombcast listeners exactly what Bob's Disco House looked like? I'd sing a song about it, but I'm afraid the copyright laws might I might violate. <laughs> How big was the room, you think? 20 by 20? <sighs> uh, unless there was like a huge piece of driftwood uh, taking up uh, all that. True story. Termites. Uh, Chris Wood, who's opening for Pocket Dial. In the band Gorgeous Porch, 1226, at the Grape Room in Maniunk, once brought home to the disco house uh, a limb of a tree, which was infested by, well... Termites. I, it was Tom and I woke so up wait, there. I, I heard I the story left. that I went were, down to the Venice Beach. I just bolted. But so you weren't covered. there and they all came out? I woke up. They woke me up. The hornets? They were crawling over my body. What was it? Hornets? Termites. Termites came out of it, and they were crawling over your body. They were Um, doing a fucking river walk. Dude, we were like, (laughs) that place, man. I took a dog off the streets named Michi. Oh, my God. Dark L.A. days. And uh, Michi gave me fleas. I uh, went and got Michi her shots. I got uh, the vaccinations, but, of course, I didn't think to get a flea bath because I was 25 years old. Didn't know, you know, which way's up. But, uh, well, let's just say uh, Michi found out which way is down. <laughs> yeah, all, right, all right, yeah, I still, I still harbor dark feelings for you and Larry Thomas Moore for taking my dog while I was back watching my brother's <laughs> high school graduation <laughs> and putting him down, and then right and, and tell everybody after you, I came home and you all told me the dog was gone. What you wrote on the back of the disco house door? Go ahead. I don't remember, man. I really. Temperament testing in progress is what this guy writes in big, black, magic marker letters. That's the most depressing thing I think I've ever heard. So, Michi used to shit in Tom's clothes because Tom's clothes were on the bottom and he couldn't figure a way to get him high off the ground. Did I even live in the Michi, disco house at this time? You you apparently had a role in the assassination of Michi. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, like... <laughs> Yo, I don't mean to laugh at, like... <laughs> I mean, you are... Uh, the euthanizing of an animal. It's all right. I, I, I've since understood. I mean, the dog had fleas. The dog didn't like when we brought girls over. It was a ravenous, feral animal. You but the feral animal loved me. Okay? Anyway, so just to be forewarned, Bombcast listeners, if you fly across the country to see you know a loved one, you may come back to find out that your beloved pet has been taken in for termination <laughs> by your roommates or oh, bandmates. Oh, my God. Temperament testing in progress. I do remember that. But anyway, Michi would be old now. She'd be 
man, at least <laughs> cry, man. That's so depressing. And to think of all the good times we've had since LA, you know, playing Grand Theft Auto Five. Like, oh my God, we were obsessed with Grand Theft Auto Five. The best thing in the world is when that game came out, and we just we were living there. Ten years later, yeah. it's back out. I know. It's crazy. Like, you like, know what I miss the most about Los Angeles? I miss driving. Uh, I I used to like take the. I think it was. Let's th- see here. The one ten to the ten, and I drive the ten all the way out to like Fairfax. Yeah. But like when you go through the city and the green lights, the halogen like green. Like, right. I don't know what it was, man. But it was just the coolest place. Everything looks like the movie Collateral. Yeah, they've since reinstated uh, all those bulbs with different, you know, LED lighting and whatnot. And really? It's change the look of LA forever. Yeah, I read an article about it in Entertainment something or other. Dot whatever. And, uh, well, that's disconcerting because that was one of my favorite parts. Well, you consider yourself disconcerned, all right, because it happened and I'm on to the next one, which is my favorite memories of living in L.A. and what I miss the most. And What do you miss the most? The beach... Venice Beach. Because it was super crazy. <laughs> Every day. Yeah, uh, shout out to uh, Mike Cho, our friend. Uh, who wrote, What's the name of the shop he runs down there now? Oceanfront Tattoo, I think it's called. He, he does the piercing. His cousins are amazing artists who do tattoos. Mickey and I don't have tattoos because we're, you know. Straight jabrones. Straight jabrones. <laughs> Here in the lounge, 6.16 p.m. And <laughs> we're... Super crazy. Oh, super crazy. <laughs> but yeah, I do miss those days. I was thinking about Vern today. We were recording a song earlier, and I used yeah. one of Vern's lines. Vern li- Vern's line was, do this take, and this will be the take that's on the mother album. <laughs> Let's turn this mother out. But uh, yeah, we, uh, we had fun recording the first album for Downtown Harvest out there in a shack out back. We live in extreme situations, but I look back at it as like some of the best times of my life. I have a box over here in this corner of old mini DV tapes, but it's so expensive to convert mini DV over to AVI files. Major shout out for the B.O.B. for actually doing that 10 years ago for my concert footage that Jeff Sowers filmed at 14 Below. Yeah. We played a lot of places. You played a show one time at the Viper Room. Oh, yeah. That was the first Starving Artist show in LA. How did you feel when you were up there on the iconic... Stage owned by Johnny Depp, and it's also where River Phoenix passed away out back. I felt super crazy <laughs> every day. You know, that stage, like, though, when you walk into that room, like, I guess, you know, like, I remember when I first moved to L.A., I was like, oh, man, the Viper Room. But when you get in there, it's the smallest stage in the world. I learned everything that night. That was the greatest night. I knew everything for the next 10 years after that night. It brought me to this point. To the lounge right now in this room? Yeah. Coincidentally, on the timeline, was this before or after you killed Michi? <laughs> no comment, man. I mean, I didn't, you know. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I didn't put the needle in the head. I didn't <laughs> drive, you know what I mean? No, you don't drive. It's okay. I'm not. I'm not. Or maybe I did drive. Maybe I was the getaway driver. Maybe. <laughs> it's all right, though. That was probably the only thing Tom and I agreed on out in L.A., though. It's true. Do you want to talk about the fact that you and Tom didn't speak together for <laughs> five months? <laughs> So I'm living with these two guys, and they don't speak to each other. Uh, yeah, I got them a job. How 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 big of a jerk off move is that? The plot thickens. <laughs> so they didn't speak with one another, but yet alone, they still drove to work together in the morning. So you mean to tell me I drove someone? I got a job to work every day, and we didn't speak. 
And that's what I heard. Uh, Tom told me you guys just didn't talk in the car. <laughs> it was like a, a series of head nods. Well, and that guy grunts. who got the other guy the job and drove him must have been a pretty big jerk then. It's, is that what it sounds like? I don't know, but do you remember the song Car Parts? Yeah. Yeah, I do. It's an it's a old, old 2003 January I wrote that song. For some reason, I think that was the first song you came out there with, right? It was on the mixtape? No, no, no. This was way after that. I came out there two years later. You wrote car parts out there? I wrote car parts. I wrote Beach Boys out there. Oh, Beach Boys. Okay. Yeah, picked up some good vibrations. Cali changed my whole writing game forever, too. That was just like a crazy changing. Yeah, Cali is a, it's a magical place. So great. So great out there. It's addicting. When you get there, you don't want to leave. The excess. You feel alive. I still feel alive. I still look back and see the high water mark. Who rides on the stone? On the Bobcast. So, uh, yeah, we've completely moved all around this pop culture dial tonight. Well, it's good to come together back in the lounge again and uh, really cast properly. Properly, yeah. Very excited for the fact that we got the live show coming up. Please come out. Great broom. Check us out. Going to be a great time. You know it. Looking forward to our next endeavor. ABC, DFG. HIJK, Mater D, a debauchery. Signing off. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been another episode of. Bye.